everyone, and welcome to episode 138 of the SupersetYourLife.com podcast. This is your weekly dose of bodybuilding, nutrition, and Jesus. <laughs> Actually, we're still your weekly dose of entertainment, education, and inspiration to fuel your life inside and beyond the gym. But Trevor and I are likely going to touch on pretty much all these points again now that he's got 60 minutes of his valuable time that he is generously willing to share with us on our show. Our first recording was back in January on episode 119. So if you haven't heard that, that would be a good place to start. Also, you should check out Carnivore Cast and Humans Perform uh, Human Performance Outliers, Carnivorist, um, Sean Baker's show. These are some of the places that he's been on lately. And so he is very, very much in high demand and we are amped to have him back. Um, the one that we did was one of our most popular recordings that we've had as of lately. And so a lot of our clients that have been um, in, a, in a lot of our Brothers and sisters in Christ have been requesting that we have this gentleman back. So here we are. In case you're unfamiliar with Trevor, he is one of the best meat-based coaches in the industry. You've got to check this guy out on the gram at Trevor Lee 89 just like it sounds. Uh, T-R-E-V-O-R-L-E-E-8-9. Check out his link tree for coaching inquiries there. Trevor, welcome back, sir. Should we pray before we kick things off? Please, please. All right, let's go. So my devotional this morning was based on focus using Hebrews 12, 1 through 2 and Proverbs 17, 24. Lord of hosts, you've taught us to lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us and run with endurance the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes upon Jesus, the source and perfecter of our faith. And wisdom is the focus of the perceptive. Therefore, Lord God, Trevor and I call upon your spirit of wisdom as we both have a lot of people that are counting on us and trusting us with their health and with their aesthetics. And you promise wisdom to all who call upon your name. So we thank you in advance for this conversation, for this opportunity to catch up, and for this valuable information of which helps me to become a better coach, but more importantly, a better disciple. May we focus our energy and our efforts today on the work that you've called us to do in terms of encouraging those around us to keep our temples, that is our physical bodies in top shape, and, and may everything that we do point to you. Amen. Amen. That was amazing. Thanks, bro. What's, yeah. been, what's been going on in your world lately, bro? You just got back from this big trip and learned a bunch of really cool stuff, huh? Yeah, so um, blessed to be able to travel. Um, blessed to be able to go things like you know functional health seminars which it was and i do want to throw it's called the hybrid health seminar um the guy's name is vince pitstick uh he is dude i mean he's got a, a crazy story too um it goes from him to being a drug addict who was dying to now a believer who is sharing his his testimony and sharing help so phenomenal guy it was a phenomenal um conference it had people like phil he uh c bum um, oh my gosh it was it was unreal uh and just the wealth of knowledge across the the board and uh we were kind of speaking before this like bodybuilders get that tag of like oh they can't be that intelligent right they're in bodybuilding and (laughs) i'm telling you what like hearing phil heath speak he man he knows his craft and not just his craft like like recovery business like he's he's very smart so it was a blessing uh learned a lot took a lot away from it and uh yeah good stuff man well welcome back (laughs) thank you cool all right 
Um, got a few listener questions wanted to run by you, if that's all right. Yes, sir. Cool, cool. This is, see, the first one. Let's kick things off with Rick. Hey, everybody. This is Coach Colt here. Really apologize. I totally butchered Rick's question, but basically he was asking for tips on lean bulking. Okay, so Rick, thank you for your question. Um, so when it comes to lean bulking, I guess, how would, how would, how, how would you... Um, I think what, the approach, what's, your general, what's your general strategy there? Yeah, I think the approach varies, right? So it should kind of be bio individual um, because I could say what I do and it might not uh, have the same results for someone else. So and I play with the carnivore diet and many other things. Um, and I come from a different background too, right? So I'm autoimmune, so I do have to be careful with certain things, although I am healing or pretty much healed. So, and I say that because I can slowly add some things back in that would have originally caused an issue and now I'm okay to do so. Um, So with all that being said, I can eat, I mean, some days I can have 3,500 calories or some days I push the limits based on my expenditure and I'll have like 5,000 calories, which is an insane amount. And if I, if I felt like I told someone who's sitting, you know, five, eight, 180 pounds, Hey dude, go eat 5,000 calories of meat every day. I'm not sure we would have the same result. Right. So that's one of those, that's one of those questions that's kind of tricky. Um, so I guess I kind of answered it, but at the same time, maybe I didn't necessarily answer. So uh, I'm, I'm the same. I'm the same way as you. It's, it's like when when I get asked questions about how much am I eating, um, what I okay, factor everything in. I'm a competitive bodybuilder that that has a very high energy expenditure, and so yeah, I can eat um, 500 grams of fat a day and 250 grams of protein a day, which is I think kind of around 5,000, 6,000 calories. I don't know. I don't track calories, but um, it does it does very very. Uh, very much from individual to individual um, is do, do you when it comes to putting on lean mass have a specific macronutrient ratio that's like a money zone or do you go more intuitively what's muscle building look like for you if, if we're not using if, if we're um, leaving carbs out of the equation 100 yeah so leaving carbs out of the equation um at this season of my life i do it based on just intuitively eating um because i've done the carb cycling thing right i've done the precise macro thing and i did love that and that was a great season of my life however um i just don't want to be there right now uh now if you were to tell me like let's get on stage in you know two months three months i would want to niche that down um or if i was to go do a shoot you know i want to niche that down so that way I can see how I look in the mirror, see what I'm doing, and then be like, okay, I want this result, so I need to do this, either bring fat down. That would probably be what I would do, is I would start playing with my fat. Obviously, you, you, you don't have anything else to really play with if your protein's at a set standard. So I would probably taper my fat a little bit, um, meal timing maybe a little bit more too, so. Mm. Good stuff. Okay. Uh, steak is pretty high on your list of regular foods that you eat, from what I understand. So, in terms of gym performance, how do you avoid over-consuming protein with that with that much steak? It just 
I try to keep my fats at about uh, a two to one ratio, twice as much fat as protein. That's kind of where, where I feel, live, uh, think the best in everything. Um, I'm just curious how, uh, what are your go-to fat sources in addition to that? Otherwise your protein would just be, uh, it seems, seems like it would be really high. Yeah, so um, my main fat sources will be butter. Um, I did recently add in raw goat's milk, which I am enjoying. Um, I also am doing bacon and eggs. So, and it comes back to the intuitive eating, right? So I do enjoy steak, uh, ribeye, which is, you know, fatty. It is a, a fatty cut. Um, and I do all of mine like uh, local, grass-fed, grass-finished, and they still are able to keep that 80 to 20 ratio. So still nice. good solid fat, right? Um, and then I just intuitively eat. So. I don't want to be extremely full, meaning like protein, because you know, that can keep you extremely full if you just eat protein and no fat and then your energy will dip and things like yeah. that. So, all these inflammation <laughs> issues, kind of like a high yeah. carb diet at that point. Yeah, so my body will tell me, you know, I'll be like, and it, that's one of those things, it's, it's hard to really get that in tune, but I do believe because I was autoimmune sickness, that enabled me to get in tune with my body. Sometimes yeah. it's annoying. Um, I'm sure you you feel the same thing sometimes. Um, but you know, I'll, I'll cook something up and I'll be like, you know what? I don't I don't really want that. I want just eggs or I just want bacon. Um, whereas that will be um, my sign to just eat more fat, if that makes sense. Yeah, and yeah, that, make, that makes a lot of sense. So it look, so it looks like you um, kind of make sure you hit your protein requirements first, and then once you once you feel like you've got that down, then you can intuitively have an idea of based on your biofeedback, how much um, more fat you have an appetite for at that point, huh? Yeah. Yep. Cool. Awesome. Um, I guess since we're headed that direction, then electrolytes, do you supplement electrolytes? Um, so I used to, the transition to the diet uh, based on everyone else's story, right? And just research, I was like, you know, I don't want to be dealing with cramping, which I did deal with from time to time, right? Because I wasn't finding that exact balance that my body needed. Um, I do drink a lot of like spring water. So actually Mountain Valley. So it does have natural electrolytes in it. Um, and then based again on expenditure, if I'm like out working in the sun all day and you know it's zapping me of those minerals and b vitamins and things like that then i might try to ramp up certain things or if i work out you know one two times a day then i might add some additional in um just so i'm not depleted yeah 100 um what is, what is <laughs> i've definitely strayed a bit away from uh lane norton's nutrition nutritional recommendations but <laughs> He would, he would always say, look, if you want to pump, just drink a jar of pickles, <laughs> take some sodium. Your your pump has a lot more to do with water and sodium than than, than, um, than carbs. And actually on that note, one of the questions that we got um, last minute was from, was from Dory. Uh, she goes, biggest question is on peaking and filling out without carbs. So you're definitely not camera shy. <laughs> um, neither am I. We're bodybuilders, right? So when you're peeking out for a show, I'm guessing that you don't include carbs. So I actually haven't done a show since I've been carnivore. Um, oh, and, and I meant photo shoot or just or just whatever. Okay. If you for, for you to temporarily peak and enhance your physique for like a day or two. Yeah. So it would be back to you know just manipulating. Uh, 
fat up to, and then it would be manipulating water and it would be manipulating salt, you know, sodium. So it would be those things that we do bring in to our body and just trying to manipulate them, not depleting the body so much that you can't come back, right? The moments before a shoot, a show, whatever, because then you want to start to add things in. I don't think you should be extremely drastic with everything because that's when all the bodybuilders would be like, oh, it looks great, you know, a week after. Well, it's because you've depleted so hard that you couldn't throw enough back into your body. At least that's what I what I feel to be true and everyone I've talked with and, um, you know, have just had experience with. Mm-hmm. So I would just, you know, I would play with water, salt and fat and um, not go too hard, too fast. And then obviously the maybe a day two prior you know you you start bringing it back in and then base it on how you look and feel like you don't you don't want to be extremely dog tired to do something and you want to look good that's the goal so i mean you should intuitively know how to kind of do that i mean a coach is always extremely beneficial too right because the experience but if you're looking at yourself and you don't look good then you know something's not working yeah absolutely okay thanks for that bro um i'm I'm thinking that we'll move more towards um body composition related questions because i got a number of health questions like around sourcing meat and stuff and um and more and more towards the bodybuilding side so since we're headed that direction i think that's a good segue um yeah chrissy from los angeles uh, one of our clients would like to ask um uh, if you've if you've noticed any differences between how men respond to a to a ketogenic meat based diet um, in, in in regards to how women do, is there should their should their results be the same based on their gender, or are there things are are there things to consider between the two? So I think everyone can respond extremely well on a ketogenic or carnivore diet. Um, there is like a notion that women need carbs during certain times, right? Like everyone will the same thing. We'll throw that out. And maybe it's true in some people, right? Maybe, you know, um, if you're preg- like dealing with pregnancy or certain times of the month, you know, maybe a woman could benefit from placing carbs in certain times. So maybe that is beneficial. Um, however, I have seen both women and men to express respond extremely well to a ketogenic and carnivore diet. Um, And this includes, you know, just metabolic health. So weight loss, um, it could be brain fog, it could be so many things, Um, edema, so like swelling, um, or just pressure, bloating, fermentation of the gut, so many things that people uh, will lose when they go on a diet like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. one of the most common complaints um, is is uh, is hair loss for, uh, for for a woman being in ketosis for for for, a, for a, uh, too long of a period of time, and that apparently isn't an issue with guys. I've never heard of that being a problem that a guy has. Um, but my wife actually started started experiencing that after being in uh, literally in ketosis for quite some time. So my idea was to just jack up the protein, knock her out of ketosis, and um, and and so she was on. So she was like, you know, basically performing on uh, gluconeogenesis for uh-huh. a few weeks and that definitely helped 
I ran that by Bart K, and he was he hates me. <laughs> he he hates um, the strategy of over of over consuming um, protein um, in an attempt to um, achieve gluconeogenesis because it's very similar to a high carb diet at that point. So yeah. apparently, there's some be some some better ways that he's aware of to to be able to um, overcome that issue. But um, at the end of the day, this isn't a ketogenic diet, right? It's yeah, it's meat. It's meat based. So well, follow, follow, your, follow your gut, follow your follow your intuition, and what your body's telling you is probably always your best bet, huh? Well, yeah. And here's the way I, I like to think of a lot of things too. So you're not always if we were living ancestrally, right? You're not always going to go take down an animal that has more fat on it necessarily than protein. So in my mind if that's the case i take down this animal i'm gonna want to eat you know all of it or all that i can or all that god has allowed me to have what if i go in a season of eating more protein than i do fat you know what i mean so to say like we shouldn't do that or that shouldn't be the case i don't know if that makes sense in my mind yeah okay um Matt McGee from Vancouver, British Columbia would like to ask, is it, and, and since, since we're heading more towards foods, I think this is, this is a good direction to go with this. Is he, go, he goes, um, is it unhealthy to have too much pork specifically? Um, I've, I've heard, I've heard, and, uh, and I'm kind of second guessing to the amount of pork that I'm consuming a couple pounds a day. <laughs> um, I know, I know that there's, um, because of how, because of how pigs are fed and because of how chickens are fed that there can uh, that there there can, that you can experience some histamine issues from over consuming so i'm kind of curious if you've seen or experienced any of that with uh, you and your clients um so personally i do think okay there are so many stories out there so to say like this will happen if you eat that it it's not necessarily true because i can show you someone who defies that right right so it's we're we're kind of trying to just find like a baseline, like a standard of saying like, oh, you shouldn't eat this much because it could cause X. Um, now, if I overly consume pork and I don't intuitively eat, do I think that I could experience some histamine reactions? Absolutely. Now, because you're talking so many things, you're talking what else is in that pork, right? So you're seeing like the cell you're seeing other things in in replace of like the nitrates that would be in there right if it's cured uncured whatever now we're talking many other things so do i think people can thrive off eating high amounts of pork absolutely there's a guy his name is brett um he's on ig and he would literally went from bipolar schizophrenic and all he eats every day is beef and pork two meals a day and he is like so cheerful so in that case he's crushing the game eating you know pork twice a day yeah so on the other hand you could have someone who's like michaela peterson who says if she eats pork um the histamine reaction she receives from it is just as bad as eating vegetables so it's like you have one of the end of the spectrum and you know brett's doing fantastic or michaela peterson who reacts so severe to something so i do believe you just kind of need to find it out trial and error i mean for lack of better words to figure out where you you fall in line 100 um no oh, there's there's something i totally wanted to piggyback off of that as i'm like going back and forth trying to figure out what the next um <laughs> what the next question what the next yeah. question to ask was but uh Oh yeah, no. I was I was just gonna I was just gonna add to that. Um, yeah, I think you'll I think you'll get a kick out of this. We got a gal named Lucky 
in Alabama that um, whenever she and she was on she was on our show a couple episodes ago um, with coach with coach Mark from Ireland, but she can do bacon but can't do pork belly. So our theory is that whatever is that because uh, pork belly is such a um, a more natural raw source of of meat than by the time that it's processed and cured and becomes bacon that whatever gets cured out during that curing process um was what was causing the issue <laughs> oh wow hmm. yeah all right oh the lion diet is that something that you that you've ever done because the way that you eat seems pretty close to it minus those few extra fattier foods but um just uh just beef and salt and water i mean that's basically the lion diet right that is the lion diet um i do believe it can be extremely beneficial um especially for extreme cases um speaking on those histamines and autoimmune type deals yeah um, i did try it and i think i got like two weeks in and i just didn't feel as good i'll be honest with you like i didn't feel as good as when i had everything else in so i was like and my body had been telling me like it had been craving bacon like i just was craving it day to day and i was like you know what i just want to do this i want to say i did the lion diet and finally i was like no this isn't for me i'm not going to sit here and just put my body through this just to say i did it so um again extremely beneficial but for the right person for the right reasons 100 percent, good stuff um guys like you that that are, that are wired like you and me, we're always training for something, right? We always need to have something on our athletic calendar. Um, so I do have like small subset goals in the gym, meaning uh, I want to like incline bench 315. Um, I want to try to hang clean like 405 pounds. Uh, there's like small things like that that I want to accomplish. Um, I do want to do a couple Spartan races. Um, and I do want to try to get back into modeling this year. Um, right on. So that'll be one of those things when I set a date, obviously everything I'm doing will look drastically different, you know, more cardio and things like that. Um, and, and really watching, you know, those things that we talked about, salt, water, and fat and things like that. So I guess, yeah, those would be my goals this year. Good stuff, man. What's your, what's your favorite salt and why? Um, so my favorite salt is probably Redmond, uh, real salt. Um, can't go wrong it, with that one. Yeah, it, it, uh, it's on every product that I buy. So like carnivore crisps, carnivore snacks, you know, keto bricks, what keto bricks. Yeah. 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 So it, I don't know. And every experience I've had with them when I've reached out, when I've had a conversation, um, it's just been really good. So across they're cool, the they're board, cool people over there, huh? Yeah. So across the board, it's just been a great experience and I love the salt. So it's one of those things, if it's not broken, don't fix it. So I don't really <laughs> do anything else, I guess. Yeah. Right on. Um, kind of a, kind of a curiosity question here. I know we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording, but uh, would you rather bust your butt doing meaningful work for and, and, and live to be 80 years old and you kind of got some battle wounds after those 80 years, or would you rather be one of those guys who lives to be 100 years old and be the healthiest human being on planet Earth? <laughs> yeah, so um, 
yeah, there's so many things, right? Meaningful work. So there's like, you got to define a lot of things because what do you, what do you uh, define as meaningful work? Um, to me, it would be serving our purpose, serving our, our creator, right? Serving God. Yep. So to me, there's nothing that beats that. Um, do I want a, a life of not being able to do those things? And when I get to, you know, the pearly gates, do I want to look at God and be like, you gave me all these gifts and I neglected everything that you did. And, you know, I'm not rewarded in heaven because I wanted to just expand my lifespan. You know, it's one of those things I'm like, no, I don't want that. I want to serve my purpose. I want to serve God's people. I want to be a good steward with the gifts and everything that he has gave to me. Um, and if that's 60, 80 years, then I want to do the best I can. Awesome. Um, what's your devotional life look like as of lately? Um, so I am reading multiple devotionals. Um, one that is a marriage driven devotional. Um, and I'm trying to look around for them. They're all upstairs. So one's marriage driven. Um, one's by Oswald Chambers. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. And I am doing another one. Um, Dang, I can't remember any of them are called. But I recently just read a book, and I'm looking over here at my bookshelf. Um, it was by Barbara Brown, I do believe, and it was called When God is Silent. So that one I just read was phenomenal, um, and we could talk a little bit about that. And yeah. then the, the other one I just finished was by uh, Jay. His name is JP, but it's Jay Paluka, um, and it's Why Do I Do the Things I Don't Want to Do? phenomenal as well but the barbara brown one um because the main topic of the book is obviously when god is silent but it's one of those things it's, it's like she went on through this book to explain we often think when god isn't talking to us it's like we're not doing something right or he shunned us in reality he's giving us an answer and he's kind of just telling us to be still like Look at the Bible and how many times, you know, God wasn't speaking to his people and it could have been either for them to learn something or for them to truly trust on him and um, not like think prosperity all the time. Right. Yeah. Sometimes God makes you wait for an answer. Like um, in, uh, was it, was it in the, in the, in the book of Daniel, how, um, how Gabriel Gabriel was going to deliver a message to him, but he was held up <laughs> by, by spirit by some spiritual forces. And um, I think that I, I don't know if the text explicitly says this, but most um, most most teachers would say that the reason for that is because um, God was doing doing a work in Daniel and causing Daniel to rely on God for prayer during that time and uh, kind of built him into more of who God was uh, building him to be. Yeah. Well, and like sitting in silence is a skill that we have just lost like because it requires us to one look inwardly and then to look up so it's like we're not doing those things in our day-to-day -day because we're like oh i gotta get busy i gotta keep filling or i gotta listen to music i gotta do all this stuff in reality it's just like be still for a second like learn the skill get back in touch with god like maybe you're not even being directed in where you you think you should be going maybe you need to go this way it's like just calm be still <laughs> <laughs> do you, so do you have like a certain point during your day where 
it's it's a designated it's a designated time where you're like this is where i just kind of forget that everything else exists and i just focus on making sure that god and i are on the same page and if there's anything i ask that that i need to ask for forgiveness for or like whatever bam that's kind of the time when you do that and check out um like as a routine or is it just like as needed whenever you get the opportunity so it would be both right um because obviously when you knowingly sin you should confront that right um or a confessor yeah but i do try to uh block off you know 30 minutes to an hour in the morning and a little bit at night um to read and uh mm -hmm. that's you know kind of my time with god where i am doing the devotionals or i've selected a book on a specific topic i want to learn um uh in regards to faith god or my walk Right on. Yeah, I think it's Psalm 51 right now. I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking for it, but that's one on um, on re on repenting from your sins. It's uh, it's basically basically when uh, da David committed the sin against Bathsheba and and, and, and against um, and against Uzziah. That um, that's the prayer. That, that's the prayer that he that he had basically was um, asking to be forgiven for that sin. That's something that. Um, I, I revisit <laughs> every time I swear. That's the biggest thing I'm working on right now is swearing. Uh, and I don't know what your take is on that, but I can't really find a whole lot of biblical reason against swear words in and of themselves. I mean, the Bible's basically rated R or rated X if you read it cover to cover, right? <laughs> um, but uh, but my kids have started swearing now and re have been repeating those words. So definitely that's been an indication that we need to stop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's my commitment is, is reading and, and like, and, and genuinely praying on Psalm 51. That's awesome. <laughs> I hope it's, I hope it's, it, it'll, it'll be awesome after it works and after I, after I officially stop swearing altogether. But yeah, yeah. Okay, just double check. It's definitely Psalm 51. Yeah. I've gone through seasons. Um, it's so hard to stop, man. They say it's harder to stop swearing than it is to stop smoking. Oh, I, I could, yeah, I bet. And it's it's generally we stop doing it for reasons like what you're you're doing it for. Like I stopped because so when I got out of the Marine Corps, that's all. You, I mean, you swear like a <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so it started happening around my mother, and I was like, ooh, I don't like that. Like, yeah, I mean, so I cut it out, and then. Um, I recently have allowed them to come back in, so I do swear more often. Now, generally it happens when I get like excited or emotional about something. Yeah. You know, a raw, raw motivational speech. I'm trying to get you to do this and I'm like just going. Um, so it tends to happen. And uh, it's something, you know, I don't, I don't know. I feel like both ways because it's like, should I say this? No, but at the same time, like I want you to understand my emotion fully. And, and sometimes there's just no other word. That, that you I know. <laughs> one of those things. Yeah, uh, we we gonna have some people on the show that it's like, is is it okay if I swear on your show? Like I know you guys are like Christians and stuff, and I'm like, I, uh, yeah, but like I'm not gonna join you though, and here's why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, for me, it was yeah, it, it was my mom's reaction too. I I, I could I could see um, that it was starting to bother her the amount that I was the um, the, the language that I was using, and I was like, you know what? Um, okay, maybe I can't find like an explicit verse that says that that's not cool. Um, other than the other than the classic go, uh, other than the 
ones that everybody's aware of, right? Which is um, not slandering and, and and not and not having not having poor speech, but in the way that you and I are talking about it, it's it's not a, it's not in a condescending way that's putting somebody else down or being graphic. We're not being vulgar. We're like, um, hey, get that last rep, you know? It's yeah. it, it's positive. Like like to your point, there's a method to it. Um, but it's but at the end of the day there's a lot of people that are offended by it so i don't know i just kind of put it in the category of love your neighbor as yourself and if it and if if, if it offends someone then don't say it for me i just can't i'm either saying it or i'm not so if i'm saying it by myself then that's a problem because the kids are pretty much always around me and i'm never by myself (laughs) yeah no yeah yeah (laughs) yeah the stuff man oh um I had a question from Buff Norman here on uh, basically just sourcing meat. This guy is a he's a he's a big time hunter. He's a really really good friend of ours, and he's 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 always hunting all over Alaska and uh, and 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 Washington, big into all the big games. I'm just curious if um, do, do you do you do more hunting and like do you uh, source your own meat or do you have your um, your favorite places that you just get it from? <laughs> How do you how do you, yeah. how do you know that you're getting quality meat? I guess is what I'm asking. Yeah. So um, the hunting thing is a plan of this year, next year. I recently uh, bought a bow, um, so I've been you know kind of working on that and getting my skills up so that I can do that. Wow. Well, yeah. You are, you are you are just like Robert Sykes, Akito, Akito Savinson. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe uh, you know we on a level we should be providing food in a way or at least have the skills to do so right um because you never know that's also a way i kind of uh go at life is you never know so um yeah i do want those skills now as far as getting quality meat sometimes i do buy from our local grocery and i do try to look into the companies um which i don't know you know Things come out about big companies all the time, how they've been lying to the consumer, or they've been doing this to manipulate the truth, and this is really what's kind of going on. So it's one of those things you're just like, at some level, you gotta let go and let God with things like that, because I I mean, you can get so many rabbit holes, and I try not to do that. Um, but I bought a half cow from a local farm. Um, I mean, they took me on the farm, they walked me around, they told really? me their their practices yeah i gotta i gotta see the cows the chickens everything um and it was phenomenal and the husband and wife they're actually when i went to pick it up they were two weeks into their carnivore journey for autoimmune um conditions as well so it was like one of those things we just like we meshed so well and i was like man these are you know my people these are great people um and we're kind of just building a relationship so yeah you feel like you're kind of doing the animals a favor at the end of the day because you're like hey they were they're 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 either gonna get brought up on um on a loving ranch like the way that they're brought up here or they're gonna get or they're gonna starve to death in the wild or get ripped apart by a lion or something (laughs) do you just kind of sleep better at the end of the day knowing that you're getting your meat from a quality source like that well absolutely i mean yeah like animals you have to eat animals Right. When people don't eat animals, um, you know, they experience a lot of unhealthy conditions. It's just like the reality that that was my case. And the thing is, is like when you go to a farm, like what I was just describing, you you were kind of uh, uh, talking about as well is 
like they care for their animals. I mean, they are moving a fence every six hours, you know, so, you know, twice a day, every six hours, they're moving a fence, allowing these cows to graze all this land, not overcrowded, not feeding them junk. Like that is taking care of an animal. You know what I mean? That's like seriously taking care of them. So 100%. they have a good life up until, you know, they die to be our food. And these people are extremely thankful for that process. To whereas if you think of somebody else who's like, might complain about that, like their food lands on their plate, say they're even vegan or vegetarian, and then they're not even talking about all the animals that die through those processes, their food gets to their plate and then how thankful are they that you know some farmer had to do all that work or the animals that had to die for that whatever you know what i mean so like i don't know i think that the practice practices we were talking about are great and i think everyone that's involved are extremely grateful 100% yeah um, I grew up on a cattle ranch and it, it was always something that was really important to our family was was, no, was knowing that whether we ate the animal or the, or somebody else ate the animal, that the animal was, uh, for lack of a better term, lucky to, to, to live on our property. You know, that's kind of that's kind of the, the, the feeling that we wanted to have every time that we um, shipped him off to the, to the slaughterhouse. <laughs> uh, but, but at the end of the day, it's, 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 it's very, very humane how they're um, how, how they're killed. It, it, it really is. They don't even know what happens. Um, it makes, it makes, it makes me feel better about it. So yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, got a, a coaching question for you in terms of like, um, in, in terms of adhering to your diet. So suppose someone comes to you and says, Hey, Trevor, I want to go all in on the carnivore diet, but I'm afraid to give up carbs. Would you encourage this person to maybe go with a cold turkey approach, which is like you just dive in and cut all carbs and, and, and start off like that, which is kind of how I usually do it, really, to be completely honest, because people know that I'm kind of a coach, right? So that's kind of, they, they, they kind of know what to expect. Um, or do you help them gradually taper away from consuming carbs, replacing with things like sweet potatoes and just things that are healthier sources of carbs? It's like um, a midway from getting to a, a, a full on carnivore diet. So again, I think this depends on the individual because I've done both, right? And so for instance, for me, um, I guess I did go animal-based at first and then I went straight carnivore, but I would have been a good candidate to go straight carnivore because of so many autoimmune conditions I was facing. So I do believe if you wanna heal faster, you know, really ripping that band-aid off it it will help you do that now could you experience maybe some of the diarrhea or the mineral imbalances when doing so maybe you know but there are things you can add in then you can add in you know ox bile digestive enzymes or even playing with that mineral level um to kind of push those those symptoms off now if someone was coming to me who was one foot in one foot out and say they needed to lose a, a lot of weight and carbs were like their driver, right? Their, that was their addiction. Well then, you know, maybe I'll pull some away, see how they respond. And if they, you know, say they cheat or they keep having cheat days and they don't adhere, then you kind of make a decision based off that. But if they're doing good by slowly reducing, then you can stay that, that way too. So I guess it, it really all depends on, you know, someone's background, how sick they are and, 
what do I feel having a conversation with them will get them to be successful. Right. Whether whether they're mentally ready for the for the change or not. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, I'm 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 kind of the same way with it too. If if someone's like, I want to do the carnivore, I'm like, okay, great. How do you feel about just jumping in cold turkey and just see what their response is? And if there there's any kind of a hesitation, I'm like, how about we do? How about we just make this this and this change instead, and then we're part way there. And I'm guessing after a week or two, you're probably not even going to want sweet potatoes anymore, and you're ready just going <laughs> to, you know, that's usually how it goes. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. What did what did it look like when you? made that transition to the carnivore diet was it what was was it just like jumping all in um so no i did do the man i tried carnivore diet before i got onto it and um i think i let things that happen scare me and i didn't do my research enough it was just like one of those things my buddy he's a farmer he was like dude you need to try this so i did for like a week and um People were saying, you know, all the normal stuff that they would say around you. And I was like, ah, whatever. So I kept going the unhealthy route and just destroying my body. But when I finally made the decision, I went animal based um, because I loved fruit. Let's be honest. I, it was more of a, I love the sugar than anything else. Um, and that's kind of something like I lean one way, maybe another day. And then the other day I'm like, no, never. So it's one of those weird things. Um, and we can talk about that if you want, but yeah, I went, I went animal based for probably, I don't know, maybe a couple months. And then I noticed that yeast was still an issue in my body. So, um, I was like, okay, well, yeast feeds on sugar. I got to just cut this out. And then I went carnivore and I've been carnivore ever since. Is, is your diet pretty well exclusive to to, to, to only uh, animal products or are there other animal products, excuse me, are, are there non-animal products that you consume on a regular basis? So when you say non-animal products, would that be, um, I guess, any supplements in there or anything like that? Or let's not, even get, it, let's not even get into supplementation, but just like whole foods, like there's, cause there's a lot of the meat and salt crowd that throw in avocados and that um, you know, drink coffee, stuff like that, um, which uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of those personally. Yeah. So um, I don't do avocado um, because when I was still doing it on the animal based diet, I was having histamine reactions to it. And I kind of narrowed it down to being the avocado. What was the histamine, uh, uh, excuse me, symptoms that you were that you were experiencing? Um, so I would get immediate things, you know, like uh, itchy skin, um, a runny nose. I would get a lot of immediate symptoms to things I would eat, but then after it would just be like really tired, brain fog, achy joints, things like that um, that would linger. And then when I would take those out, um, I would feel good. Okay. So, so not rocket science, basically just like some skin, skin issues, inflammation. That means that your body is saying not cool to that. Yeah, not not for you, not right now. So I do um, just stick to animal foods with the addition of, well, I mean, it still is an animal food, but the addition has recently been the uh, goat's milk that I've added in. Okay, why goat's milk? So it's an A2, uh, it's a smaller protein. Um, it's it's more similar to uh, human's milk, you know what I mean? So an A1 causes a lot of issues. So uh, it's just something that I was like, 
this based on research this what is what makes more sense to me um can i find it first off because in ohio you have to buy a herd share i was able to and i looked up the farming practices and i thought they were great that this girl was doing and i just wanted to try it too also because um i wanted to get a little more probiotics into my diet because i was getting done and uh, that's another reason why goat for goat's milk stuff right thank you very very much for that that's all yeah. the questions that we had from our listeners uh i wanted to just wrap wrap up man on what's the, what's the what's the, the the next biggest project that you're that you're working on um what gets you what gets you out of bed and and keep and keeps you and keep and keeps you doing this doing this every day and and not just going and um you know no, no disrespect but man you and i are not nine to five people like we just can't work for somebody else right um so what's 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 get what's getting you out, what's getting you out of bed every day at this point in your life what's most important to you man um so i guess broad spectrum is to be a light warrior uh to push back right we're in an era when it seems it seems this way because we have cell phones uh social media but corruption is just everywhere and um based on what I've went through, what you went through, you know, um, health seems to be a platform where uh, corruption is very high. So my goal, what sets me on fire is to push back, learn everything I can to be a source of information. Um, that way I can teach people. I do want to open up like a health clinic. So a functional health clinic where I'm pulling on doctors, PTs, um, dietitians, all these people, you know, under one roof so that someone can have the option to choose healthier alternatives to let's say chemo or something like that. Like I want to give that for my people, my community, um, so that it's not fear-based, right? I'm not afraid to enter into this. Instead, I can look up, you know, and then just walk into whatever season I may go through and uh, yeah, not have fear. Yeah, love it, man. Thanks so much for your time. I'm not going to ask you more of it. That's de we're definitely over the 60 minutes that we promised. So <laughs> uh, once again, everybody, you can find Trevor on Instagram at TrevorLee89. Where else can people find you, man? Um, that's really the best place to find me. I'm the most active there. Um, I do have a, a Facebook, but I don't really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's always on the back burner for me too, bro. To be yeah. honest, <laughs> um, hey everybody, you sh you should uh, you, you, what you should really do is just type in his name on YouTube or on or on any podcast platform and just start listening up on um, <laughs> on his talks on everybody else's shows too. Because um, I could just I, I could I could talk to you all day, bro, but I could listen to you all day too. Seriously, it's like every 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 time every time we have one of these conversations. Um, you know, it's half, it's half for our listeners, but it's half for me because I come out of them with a ton of takeaways too. So really appreciate your time. Feel, feel the same way, man. You're light. You're a light warrior. <laughs> We're the, the salt of the earth, or at least we should be. We try to be, right? <laughs> we try to be, yep, every day. All right, man. Much love. God bless. And um, let's catch up again soon, right? Absolutely, brother. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, bro. Yep. Hey everybody, Coach Colt going to wrap up with a couple quick things here. First of all is we were talking about spiritual warfare in the book of Daniel and uh, I didn't remember what reference and what chapter that was out of, but it's chapter 10. I just wanted to make sure that I'm on record saying that. Definitely be remiss if I didn't. Um, 
10 verse 12 do not be afraid do, do not be afraid daniel gabriel the angel told me for from the first day that you purpose to understand and to humble yourself before your god your prayers were heard i have come because of your prayers so that's what i was talking about when, when we were um going over the work that god was doing in daniel and developing his character and te- and, and and developing his patience in times of silence so um also Chapter 9, verse 27 of the same book, the book of Daniel. He will make a firm covenant covenant with many for one week, but in the middle of the week he will put a stop to sacrifice and offering with the abomination of desolation and will be on the wing of the temple un- un- until a decreed destruction is poured out on the desolator. <laughs> uh, that probably made no sense. And to be able to unpack that takes a lot of time. It'll probably take a couple hours to explain everything in there. But, uh, it's bas- but basically, it's about the Antichrist. Um, and I know that's a weird segue into this uh, product testimonial, <laughs> but the, but, the, but where I'm going with this is um, the deltoid desolator. That's what we call our cable attachment. We we we, we named it when we invented it um, three, three uh, yeah about three years ago when the pandemic hit, and uh, it's an extra long cable attachment that I made to be able to better hit my rear delts and to be able to hit uh, to be able to better have uh, more range of motion to be able to hit triceps. So this is something that I've been carrying back and forth to the gym to the point where I just donated a couple to the local gym because I got sick of packing them back and forth. Um, but they're on our website, supersetyourlife.com. Both of they, they have skulls on them. And yeah, we actually named them after this verse because that's the mentality that you have to have when you use this sucker. You should be tearing up your shoulders. There should be absolutely nothing. Uh, there should be absolutely nothing left. They should be absolutely desolated. <laughs> desolated means to means to I had to look it up too when I first when I first studied this a couple of years ago chapter nine of Daniel um, to be uh, to, so desolation is complete utter destruction to where there's nothing left that's the kind of mentality you have to have when you're training your shoulders <laughs> or at least for me because shoulders are a weak point so I know that every time I train them there is nothing left on the table that's something that I literally think about every time I use this thing but yeah you can find these on our website supersetyourlife.com they are 65 bucks and I am doing um, a lot of uh, a lot more custom orders lately so whatever color is in your brain that you're, that you're like wow uh, these are my high school colors. This would look really cool if this was on a skull cable attachment that I could bring back and forth to the gym. That's kind of what we're doing right now. Um, about a week lead time is, is what the weather's been allowing. Um, Rick, one of one of our good friends and, uh, and one of our listeners for quite some time now was happy to refer us to uh, a friend of his. And he just texted me saying, hey, Nathan is really excited about his new gym toy, smiley face. So I texted him back and said, hey, thanks for the referral. He's a super nice go. He's, he's a super nice guy. And then Rick texted me back and said, yes, um, glad to refer him when I know that the people and the product are awesome. So anyway, just want to say thanks so much, Rick, for that customer review. Thank you again, everybody, so much for joining. God bless. Catch you on the next episode. Bye-bye.